0: Yes, indeed. It's another jam-packed beef sticks podcast. We say jam-packed, but it's probably going to be bite-sized.
1: It's a lot of the, it's a lot of the fun COVID junk. Um, we say goodbye to a a dear pro wrestling legend, and we talk about a uh, and we, we say hello more- to a
0: new legendary faction in the WWE. Yeah, and we get a pay per view that's full of nothing but
1: uh, title matches and still seems like it's going to be boring. How and a hastily built
0: NXT takeover coming next week.
1: Yeah. It's uh
0: Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. I... I... Did anybody you guys ask Balor could probably make it good.
1: <laughs> I mean, Kyle O'Reilly can man up when he needs to, but.
0: Well, of all the things we've talked about so far in this podcast, we've asked for none of this. No, We're just going to say.
1: No. no, none of us are are <laughs> at all uh, looking forward to it, but, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say about it. It's going to happen. Hopefully it's going to be better than uh, the last takeover we got.
0: Yeah, yeah, it should be easily accomplished, but uh, we'll see we'll see
1: we hope like hell but with that being said pasty uh we got the top of the show and it's not a it's not a very jubilant uh story folks i'm sure everybody has already heard by now it happened earlier this week joe laurenitis who most of us know as road warrior animal died he Tuesday. left us
0: left us with the shitty one uh, which one John Laurinaitis.
1: Oh, with the shitty Laurinaitis. I yeah. said Road Warriors, and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, we Heidenreich, yeah. <laughs> uh, died Tuesday. He's age 60. According to the police report, Laurinaitis' death was of natural causes, although an exact cause is not currently known as of this recording. It said he passed away at the Tantare Resort in Osage Beach, Missouri kind of fucking beach are you at in missouri that's kind of stretching <laughs> it kind of stretching it
0: and, and it was at, obviously beside a tar pool tan tara <laughs> right? what um, is the? why is there tanned hyphen tar hyphen a
1: tan tara baby <laughs> you can tan you can tar you could uh <laughs> it's fucking missouri okay there's not <laughs> what do you what do you want out of them basically You're it's like, either that or Branson.
0: It. It's either that or yeah. Branson. What are you gonna do?
1: Uh but the, the I mean, it's sad that he passed away at such a young age, especially, but uh the worst part is he was he was there celebrating with his wife their wedding anniversary, so that's gonna really suck for her the rest of he her life. He took wife. Vicodin.
0: he went what a rush and his old ticker gave out. <laughs> Not Vicodin, Viagra. God fuck that joke. <laughs> way up.
1: You tried, buddy. Shit. I just, I just really feel bad for her. What a botch. It's bad enough to lose your husband, but it's, I mean, it's going to be, I I don't know what their exact anniversary date was, but she's always going to think of this around their anniversary. And I know every married couple, they think of their past loved one on their anniversary, but this is even worse, you know. Police did receive a call from his wife at 11.49 p.m. on Tuesday evening. When deputies arrived, however, Laurinaitis had already been declared deceased by responding emergency personnel. He is not known to have been suffering from any medical conditions or ill health that would have led to this. Laurinaitis was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011 alongside partner Michael Hegstrand, who we know as Road Warrior Hawk. As the two comprised one of the most iconic and dominant tag teams in the history of professional wrestling, the Road Warriors, which were also known as the Legion of Doom at times. Just to remind you, Hawk died of a heart attack in 2003 at even the younger age of 46.
0: So the Viking Express ain't the only ones who went through it. <laughs> I'm telling you.
1: Laurinaitis had a brief run at the start of his career competing individually as the Road Warrior before being paired with friend and fellow wrestler and fellow Minnesotan, both of them, Heggstrand, to form the Road Warriors in 1983. With their trademark face paint and spiked shoulder pads, the powerful duo quickly became a top attraction in Georgia Championship Wrestling, winning the NWA National Tag Team Championship three times in the promotion. The pair moved through the AWA, Japan, Jim Crockett Promotions, and WCW, winning tag team championships at every stop while establishing themselves as one of the biggest draws in wrestling with legendary reactions from fans that is still to this day known as the Road Warrior Pop. They were also part of the first ever War Games match in WCW, teaming with another lost soul, Dusty Rhodes, and another, Nikita Koloff, against the Four Horsemen. In June 1990, the duo signed with the World Wrestling Federation and debuted as the Legion of Doom, a name that they had used at times early in their run with manager Paul Ellering. With their power wrestling and no-selling style, Animal and Hawk were considered one of the most influential tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. To this day, Pasty, no team has ever been able to truly capture the aura that made the Road Warriors such a massive attraction during their peak. Just ask the Ascension.
0: <laughs> or Ellering's other pet project, Authors of Pain. A.O.P. A.O.P. Or Hayden Rake, he he was Road Warrior at one point. Or he didn't get no love.
1: Drostov didn't work well either. <laughs> he's gonna puke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that'd be so yeah, sad. One, you're one a pro wrestler. Home.
1: That's what you're known for is Vince McMahon yelling, <laughs> "He's gonna puke." Sorry, I didn't mean to, to to get in on you during a, a touching moment.
0: No, it's okay. It's okay. And Woo-hoo!
1: then you just no longer did your touching moment. I see yep. it.
0: <laughs> you killed it. It's done. <laughs> the moment is good. Moments passed. Uh, just like Red Warrior Animal. Yes, uh, may he rest in power. Uh. Go watch some stuff on the WWE Network and and you know give this guy give this guy the remembrance he deserves.
1: There is a uh, really good Road Warriors collection that they put out on DVD and Blu-ray, which I believe is also on the network. Although I think on the network all they have is like the bio, but it's a really good bio. And I would also strongly recommend the Road Warriors uh, uh, rest. Uh, what was it? Beyond the Mat. Cause that was a really good one. So if you can look up the beyond the mat with the road warriors, um, animal really lets it all out. And you can kind of see he actually, he loved, he loved Hawk to death, but you can also see he was still kind of pissed at Hawk for some of the shit that Hawk pulled, including, you know, just getting so screwed up that he couldn't wrestle. He, He left Road Warrior Animal when they were in the WWF, and then he went over to Japan and started the Road Warriors. Oh, I don't remember. Another really big Japanese guy just took the Road Warrior name, never asked Animal or nothing, never talked to him about it, anything. And You can see he was still really hurt but but had so much love for him. And Paul Ellering breaks down on that one too, which is so sad.
0: Yeah, that'd be definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Animal was definitely my my favorite Road Warrior member. Mine too.
1: He was just so... I mean, Hawk was a huge, big, buff dude, and and Animal made him look like the smaller one, which is
0: crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's a sad day in pro wrestling history, pasty.
0: Yes. As we move into our next segment this week in pro wrestling history. The year is 1985, September 25th. Jim Crockett Promotions and the American Wrestling Association team up for a super show the likes the world has never seen in Queens, New York. The event, held at a religious school, Holy Cross High, was headlined by the sadistic Abdullah the Butcher. Otter still... It was a locally promoted as a Mid-Atlantic Championship wrestling event. The heathens in attendance were lucky enough to see Superstar Billy Graham defeat Pez Watley. Fun fact, he is the
1: creator of the Pez Dispenser. <laughs> Fun fact, I made that up.
0: <laughs> Larry Zabisco went over on Baron Von Raschke. The Long Riders, Bill and Scott Irwin, beat Jerry Oski and Dominic DiNucci. NWA National Champion Terry Taylor retained over Black Bart. And Jimmy Valiant won via disqualification in a bloody, bloody bout with the aforementioned Abdullah the Butcher. Sounds like a real slobber knocker at Holy Cross High. Yeah. I remember that recent pay per view we talked about that happened in like a high school gymnasium and had like anybody who was anybody from Impact and Ring of Honor and shit? On right. <laughs>
1: yeah, this one looks like it would be a great event, but it's just so weird that in the Holy Cross High School, they're going to have Abdullah the Butcher versus Jimmy Valiant in a bloodbath. In a bat. burning
0: cross, man. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> oh. Be a fun one to watch, though. It's not, uh, I could know that's one cool
0: ass pastor.
1: Oh, no doubt.
0: He probably smokes weed. (laughs) He's
1: probably dead at this point, but you never know. I guess it depends on how old he was back then.
0: Right. Well, maybe he sold himself to the devil at the show. He He could be alive for a long time to come. He
1: could come for a long time.
0: Yes. He could be so old that he hears voices in his head
1: ah he's gonna start acting like bruce pritchard
0: keep them guessing all right never so- know what's gonna come out you you just when you think now you've already uh, for chris masterson and sean
1: Miguel, and then boom fuck you you ain't gonna get her right now here come curwin white he's already
0: in the ring got a little golf club in his hand playing with his putter it's hanging low today choke up on that thing baby Make it a nice smooth stroke. You gotta, got more work to do. I got to hang up with you. I got Brian Geeworth calling on me, trying to ink a big movie deal, I think. Something like that. Very big. He's doing it. God damn it. pronouns dream. stream. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. There's only three motherfuckers in the match. Figure it out. Oh, okay, listen. Dream got narrated, if you will, because uh, he just fall back in the ether. God damn it, shut up.
1: Motherfucker, get to the Kerman White match, god damn it. Fucking Shelton Benjamin fucking kicked his ass. <laughs> Actually, good fucking match. Fuck Brian Alvarez, whatever the fuck he has to say about it, cocksucker.
0: Let them a strong words over there, baby, coming out your mouth, if you will. <laughs> I want to see Bruce Pritchard host his own wrestling promotion, but it's a puppet show and only starring him. Wouldn't that just be great? (laughs) That would be amazing.
1: I love it. It's funny too, that same episode, about a half hour later, 45 minutes later, he goes on another tirade with a bunch of them. I wanted to put it all on there, but I was like, man, this one's long enough as it is. Either save that for another day or... Or skip it all together, but go to old Bruce, man. You can you can tell he has fun. That's like his only break, I think, is when he records with Conrad. <laughs> he had a lot
0: more breaks before he signed back on with WWE. <laughs> Damn right he did.
1: Spent a lot of time at the strip clubs. And that's not a bad thing.
0: I wanna hear Vince on Bruce's podcast. That would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? <laughs>
1: They have no guests, they say. never. They never have.
0: They've I guess that's a way guests. to go, though. I mean, when you're a wrestling podcast, that's a very rare thing. You know, like, like us, I guess, in a sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think most of Conrad's really never have guests. 83 weeks, I can only think of one time, and that was when uh he was recording with Eric Bischoff, and the Hulkster just happened to be over there, and... Without even letting Conrad know, he brought on the Hulkster. Conrad <laughs> was just marking out like a oh, child. I I <laughs> He's like, oh, Mr. Hogan, Python, is Mr. Hogan. Mr. <laughs> Hogan. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Whew.
0: Woo.
1: Uh, well, the gold
0: sh- rush waits for no man, Fat Max. So let's keep this train a rolling as we snap into this week's Savage
1: Sentinel I'll tell you what, they may be making a lot of ruckus with retribution, but Cena is gonna be the peacemaker, baby. And that's because John Cena will star in The Peacemaker, which is a spin off series based on the character he is portraying in the new Suicide Squad movie. Cena wrote on Twitter Working alongside James Gunn on Suicide Squad was an absolute master class in how to bring and how to best bring beloved characters to life in a new and fun way. I cannot wait for the DC universe to experience more of the absurdity that is the Peacemaker in this new project for HBO Max.
0: Ooh, HBO Max gets another one. I
1: guess I don't even know if I knew Cena was in the next Suicide Squad movie.
0: I don't even know who the Peacemaker is. I don't either. I'm not. When it comes to DC, outside of, like, very... Narrow Batman lines. I know nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know a lot of DC either, and I do know that the first movie was pretty rough.
0: Is this going to be like Kazam, where it's made for kids? Because that's not know. a very good movie.
1: I oh the the cartoon you're talking about, or the no the,
0: that was the movie. newer movie that they made. Where, no, no, no.
1: I mean, but are you talking about Cena's movie or Cena's cartoon?
0: The no, or whatever or, movie. Like, is this going to be like Kazam? that because i don't know blah 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 it's funny because the dc universe can't tell if it's pandering to its adult fan base or its child's fan base
1: well suicide squad was an r-rated movie so i'm assuming it's at least it's gonna be pg-13 i'm assuming the peacemaker though is probably gonna be uh i'm guessing that would be i'm guessing for the kids i guess i don't know (laughs) that's the way I i that's the way i assumed i guess being as a Cena is starring in it and all the um, thing that's weird though. Or maybe not weird because I don't know anybody who has the, the DC app or whatever the fuck it is, but DC has its own app, but it isn't going to be on that. It's going to be on HBO max. So, and it might well, be on, on DC's, both. I don't DC's
0: know. app is, is like dead now or about to be shut down in like three weeks. Oh, it needs to be.
1: Maybe HBO is going <laughs> to buy it. Who knows?
0: Probably because they, they have the rights to the Warner brothers catalog already all the batman stuff's on there
1: well warner yeah warner brothers owns hbo
0: yeah yeah so there you go, there you go. maybe you learn something new maybe you're like you guys are talking in circles you fucking idiots and you don't care either way you should be entertained right are you not entertained are you not entertained cody rhodes has again been denied a trademark for the nickname made famous by his father, Dusty Rhodes. This was his third attempt at trademarking the American dream, and the third time being the charm wasn't, as it was rejected. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office shows Cody attempted to trademark the term on June 25, 2019. According to documents obtained by Heal by Nature, Cody filed for a reconsideration of the rejected trademark application recently, and the filing was rejected by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office due to WWE's claim on it. He keeps trying. Yep. Eventually he'll get it. One day they're going to slip up. (laughs) Probably (laughs) not while Vince considers them competition.
1: Probably not while Vince is alive yeah. <laughs> or at least not while Vince is running. <laughs> yeah. And he's not the only one having issues. Ryback recently discussed his own trademark battle with the E on the Ryback show. Number one podcast in America. It's yeah, such a joke. Nobody even laughed. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, I'm dealing with it now with the Ryback trademark talking. Didn't about he change Coen
0: his between.
1: name though? Well, you know, let's let's talk about the story, Pasty. Maybe All right. we'll get some answers, just like the listeners. The big guy began on the show, we're going into the trademark attorney's office, they're going to be deciding this in the next 20 months, because trademarks are pretty rough and expensive to get. It's not a fun issue. The big guy would elaborate further, saying how the situation will be held up by WWE to cost him as much as possible in legal fees. This is going to be tied up. It's going to cost me God knows how much an attorney's fees and a lot of time. I'm getting the Ryback trademark so they cannot use it and profit off it in any way or expose it or do anything to hurt my brand further that they've already done. It's crazy.
0: The next left- member of retribution to be named is going to be named Ryback.
1: When I left there, they were threatening me to sign over. Not only all my social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, At the time, they wanted me to not change my name legally from Ryan Reeves to Ryback and give them my social media, which is absurd, he says. So he's working at it. I can almost guarantee that uh, Cody will get American Dream before Ryback gets to
0: Ryback. (laughs) We'll see in the next 20 months. Yeah, he'll get it just in time for a retirement match. Right. Fucking... No, after after Warrior changed his name, I'm sure WWE wasn't playing those dumbass games anymore. You know what I mean? They well, WWE still,
1: yeah, WWE, or WWE, F, it was E when, he, no, it was still F when he changed his name. They, they still, I mean, owned the Ultimate Warrior trademark until the day he died, and they still owe it now. He just changed his name to Warrior so he could use Warrior because they didn't have a trademark on it.
0: Why doesn't he just change the spelling so it's like R-I-B-A-C-K? Or just drop the K? (laughs) R-Y-B-A-C.
1: Because if he uses it in wrestling, WWE will still... I mean, it's still an infringement on their trademark, yeah.
0: He he could be a parody of himself, though. Parodies are are legal.
1: Pastey, he is a parody
0: of himself. (laughs) Well, then he should be in the clear. (laughs) I got your back, Rye. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh good luck right back and good luck to alcoholic wrestling fans everywhere pasty
0: yes because wrestling fans will soon <laughs> this is so petty i uh, hate it so much soon be able to enjoy wwe branded wine <laughs> <laughs> slap bags at the festival with us as the cool. Sports Entertainment Federation has partnered with the Wines That Rock to produce the first-ever WWE Wines Collection, and they don't involve the Rock, which is funny, bearing the likeness <laughs> of The Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior. And, I mean, I who? what wrestling fan is going to be able to drink that and not just think about Undertaker or Warrior's feet the whole time? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just think it's... I don't know. I guess... Warrior and Undertaker. I mean, to be (laughs) fair, wine that rocks doesn't make wine for people who enjoy wine. They make wine for fans, for collectibles. Yeah, you know they've got they've got Grateful Dead, they've got uh, Kiss, they've got Rolling Stones, uh, all sorts of uh, Sting and the Police. Or can you imagine people buy this shit?
0: They put it on the shelf. They come back in like forty years. Ah, The Undertaker from the year 2020. A fine year.
1: <laughs> to be fair, and now that I think about it, I don't know where in the fuck it went. But I actually had two of the Grateful Dead ones. Nice. I had one with uh, the bears on it, and I don't remember what the other one was. But, um, you know, I honestly don't know whatever happened to them. But, I mean, they do sell... Like, real wines also, but I don't think anybody buys real wines from them. Yeah. Um, they just want to get Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon wine. And... <laughs> Who the fuck is this? I'm actually looking at their website right now. There's a wine called My 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 Merlot, and it's signed by some old white guy. <laughs> I can't, I can't even see what the fuck it is. I don't. I don't know if that's supposed to be. Oh, it it has a it, uh, investigation discovery stamp on it, which is like a C list cable station.
0: That's funny.
1: <laughs> so they obviously. Uh, I mean, well, here they go. Partners: Paramount, NBC, Universal, Rolling Stones, Condé Nast, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead. Well, there you go. NBC Universal
0: is. One yeah, of the that's partners. how they WWE got it. They didn't even make there. this deal happen. NBC did. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> that's why the guy got fired last week <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> the fuck? old cucumber got kicked out because of the wine Oh fucking cucumber I missed that little pickle um, to be fair the, the bottles I don't know if anybody's seen them or not the bottles look badass I mean they do yeah you know I'd, I'd buy it and just and put it up and just keep it up, never put it on open it. Shelf. Yeah, and then yeah, forty years from
0: now, you can tell everybody that how, how fine a year twenty twenty was. Yeah, it's fine vintage.
1: Twenty twenty. Just if you want me to sum up, I'd be telling my grandkids. You want me to sum up twenty twenty? WWE wine. <laughs> <laughs> what better analogy for fucking twenty twenty than WWE wine? That's perfect. <laughs> Some fucking shit, man. Oh, I guess we got to move on to some shit too, pasty. We got this the- one's what? got
0: a racist on it. We got- <laughs> the Where's the Chris Benoit, Benoit that- one then? Huh? And- Call it blood of my family.
1: That that would be awesome.
0: <laughs> that would be uh, pretty awesome,
1: actually. <laughs> Buy a bottle of that. <laughs> Well, speaking of the blood of families, Pasty, it moves us into the injury report. And uh, we don't have much on the injury report, more than we ever want. But, man, it moves into some a lot of COVID shit. So we're going to start out with non-COVID related crap. Miro, the former uh, Rusev, I almost forgot his WWE name for a second. <laughs> <He> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Miro reportedly suffered a minor injury on Wednesday's Dynamite. In the match, Miro and Kip Sabian defeated Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, which I want to watch that match. And that happened when Miro used his Game Over submission, which is uh, the former accolade, to make Sonny tap out. I don't know if I like that name or not, but I'll have to see. He's a streamer. Yeah, it'll grow on me. There was some concern after Miro started selling a leg injury after getting sent to the floor as chaos broke out towards the end of the match. Brian Alvarez noted that Miro tweaked his ankle, but he felt better after the match and should be fine.
0: Dude, he fucking... He dropped Kip Sabian on his head. And you can hear Joey Janela yelling, Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> this was not a great debut for Miro and AEW, and it's going to make him come off as AEW's right back, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and then... I got these worries too like wwe we got to see you know what he was like behind the scenes and his youtube and shit like that and everybody liked who he was but he still needs to portray a character because him in wrestling him as himself in wrestling doesn't it's not working for me i guess it's too soon to say but right yeah no i watched this and this this didn't this didn't do good for me i was like oh no that's oh sad no! Because, because
1: Miro is so talented, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. We know he is, and we know he's got, he's got the um, charisma. But maybe, Cody maybe the people that Cody needs a, came...
0: a character, you know what I mean? He could be. Yeah.
1: Not everybody can do it on their own.
0: <laughs> I mean, like I said, we'll see. Give him some time. You know, he he just he started with WWE. You know, they built him to their machine specifications, then he's let loose into the world and he goes to AEW where they're like, just do what you want. And that's probably a little bit too much freedom for him.
1: Do whatever the hell you want.
0: <laughs> we just
1: don't even care.
0: But uh, Cody came back this week on dynamite and because Miro has blonde hair, Cody went back to black hair. Really? Yep.
1: Ah. Uh. I didn't like the blonde hair, but I thought maybe I would grow to it.
0: Honestly, now that I see him in black hair, I prefer the blonde hair.
1: Really? Yeah. I want him to do. Um, I don't even know which wrestler this was. I was watching Botchamania, and uh, one of the wrestlers had half black and half blonde hair, and it was a, uh, an African American fella, and it really looked cool. Like I, like I, I wanted to hate it, but I was like, it really looks cool.
0: Mm. I know what I really it, want, and I know I'm gonna have to wait a few more years for it, maybe. Uh, Cody Rhodes with gray hair Just straight up gray hair Cody Rhodes will look awesome
1: Right Um, it, He can't look any worse You know what would make him look awesome
0: Get a fucking tattoo removal You could just mirror it on the other side of his neck Right
1: Oh my gosh 2020
0: is <laughs> really not the year to get the American flag Tattooed on your body At least in my opinion yeah. <laughs>
1: Although this, you know, maybe the last year that America, the last full calendar year that America exists, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I know, we're not getting into all of that. I'm trying hard not to. to. We're going (laughs) to avoid the politics this week. I'm
0: trying hard not to. You know, maybe if you guys signed up for the Patreon, we could have that kind of discussion over there. For your That would be great. I'd love to do that. Patreon.com slash CloudStyle. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm hmm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tegan Knox is undergoing an MRI to assess damage to her knee acquired at this week's NXT. Not Tegan Knox, this poor gal. She can't catch a fucking break. She is you know, the word
1: accident prone gets thrown around a lot, but guy, if I she's such a talented wrestler, but if I was a company, I don't know that I'd hire her because she is Her name is, is gonna be...
0: become a verb for somebody who's who's injures themselves too often.
1: Right? Oh, that's a Nox. Look at them, yeah. they're just a Nox. Don't hire them, they're a Nox.
0: <laughs> What's worse, a Nox or a Jax?
1: Um, <laughs> well, a Jax? A Jax is worse because a Jax injures other people.
0: <laughs> a Jax will kill a Nox. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you put a Nox and a Jax together, there's going to be a hospital visit.
0: God, we have to have a third one so it can be like rock, paper, scissors, and we can play that game from now on. <laughs>
1: Dude, they have to they have to end in a XL. Mox Is it Mox? You know, <laughs> Jax, Mox and Knox.
0: <laughs> Doesn't Mox just beat everyone though? How does Mox Mox like is really good? Oh no, at wait, Jax still things. injures at people though. Well no, but Mox Jack's is is, those... remember Jackson, Mox had the angle at the end of his run in WWE too. Fuck, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, they had the fight. Yeah, they had an intergender match or whatever. Don't you remember that
1: shit? I know nothing about that.
0: (laughs) It was probably right about the time we started Stop Watching. It was really bad. It was right after she interfered in the Royal Rumble.
1: I stopped watching long before... I stopped watching WWE long before um, John Moxley left.
0: Yeah.
1: I like it, though, because Moxley... He doesn't actually injure people, but he's good at being brutal in, like, hardcore matches. So he's the perfect. Yeah. You know, then you got Knox. She doesn't injure other people, but she gets injured. And then you got Jax, who doesn't get injured a whole lot, but injures other people. So that works. Knox, Mm -hmm. Knox, and Jax. There we go.
0: I don't know where you're going to be able to apply that in life, folks, but uh, do it and video record it and send it to us. We want to see. We want to see it.
1: <laughs> Matt, we went on a long tirade and you only got through the first sentence of this story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the speculation is Miss Knox tore her ACL. It is said that she will be sent for an MRI. This is why Tegan was taken off of Battle Royal and replaced with performers who were just to be in the crowd. There yeah, they was a Battle they had Royal a... on NXT, huh? I didn't watch it. I don't know. I feel bad for that. That's them. a they great way to hastily build towards a pay per view, though. Right? Battle Royal.
1: <laughs> Anybody who got three forearms in on another person, you're in a match. Ugh. Well. We're into some uh, more pos- a little more positive news in the injury report. Naomi is currently recovering from an unexpected surgery. She took to her Instagram Tuesday and revealed that she recently underwent a six-hour surgery to remove a massive a massive fibroid that has been causing severe anemia, fatigue, abdominal pains, and other issues for the past year and a half. Now pasty um, I don't know what a fibroid is, do you?
0: I would assume it's got something to do with fibromyalgia. I don't know.
1: I have a feeling it causes uh, anemia, fatigue, abdominal pain. It's pains, a robot
0: made out of fibers. The old fibroid.
1: Okay. Well, anyways, I hope that uh, the surgery is a success and she gets feeling better soon. For sure.
0: Yeah. Man, if she was feeling fatigued for the past year and a half, we know Naomi can go. I can't wait to see what she does when she returns. Woohoo! Probably still won't give her the championship, though. No, not at all. <sighs> and now for the moment everybody's been waiting for Fat Mac. It's time for the COVID 19 411. Woo! Fightful in a collaboration with Spectrum Sports 360's John Elba were able to confirm that multiple wrestlers and talent at All Elite Wrestling September 9th tapings tested positive for COVID-19 in the two weeks since. There were others who were ill or showing symptoms but have not received test results yet. Many of those talent are not contracted and could take independent wrestling dates, but are tested before entering Daly's place for AEW. Yeah, that sounds safe. <laughs> <laughs> there were numerous wrestlers missing from September 24th set of tapings, although due to HIPAA, their names have not been revealed.
1: It's uh, well, uh, it be able seems... to tell
0: who's not there for two weeks, right?
1: Right. I mean, we're getting back into this. Uh... You know, second coming. We all knew there was another wave coming and mm. boy, it's hitting wrestling right now.
0: Oh, they got fans sitting in the seats even closer to the ringside now. It's like ooh, uh,
1: That's not gonna be happening. Apparently there's gonna be a lot of changes going forward to both uh both major promotions. And yes, they could not reveal names, but there are a couple people who have gone out of their way to to spread the word about what's happening in their lives. And uh, Lance Archer, he announced on social media that he tested positive prior to Wednesday's Dynamite, causing the scheduled six-man tag team main event to be changed. For the good, it sounds like. For the better.
0: Yeah. Brian Cage is saying he's not feeling well. He posted the update just an hour after AEW announced the cancellation of his match for Dynamite. Cage posted on both Twitter and Instagram after the Dynamite changes. It should be noted that just because Cage said he's sick doesn't mean that he has COVID-19. He has since deleted the post. Cage wrote, not feeling very well, but still looking good. Best body guy even while sick and out of the gym. No. <laughs> he was
1: another one that was supposed to be in that, that six-man tag. Yeah. So what are so, the odds?
0: You know, Mox has it, and he just hasn't shown symptoms yet. Uh, Darby probably has it, and he's going to die, because look at the frail little boy.
1: The poor guy <laughs> is going to make it. <laughs> well, more uh, more AEW names. Just 24 hours after his late-night Dynamite match aired on TNT, Benjamin Carter announced that he has tested positive for COVID-19, making the announcement on his Twitter.
0: Woo. Serena Deeb has officially signed with All Wrestling. Deeb has been working as a coach at the WWE Performance Center before being furloughed and eventually let go by the company this spring. Deeb debuted for AEW on September 2nd edition of Dynamite. She was defeated by NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa on the show.
1: That was a very good match.
0: Yes. It was her first official match since the 2017 Mae Young Classic. Although shortly after AEW announced her official signing, she announced she will be self-quarantining for 10 days after she came in contact with someone who later tested positive for COVID-19. Serena Deev was supposed to be on next week's NWA-UWN primetime live pay-per-view in a match against Allison K. NWA has reported that Nicole Savoy will take her place. You know, in the same way that they spun that uh, Michael Nakazawa was the reason that that Matt Seidel slipped off the top rope in the Battle Royal because he right. got pissed and he went out and put baby oil on the top. You know, the, the bucks are healed now, and they're going around super-kicking people. They should be, like, coughing on their boots before they super-kick people and then just make it look like they're giving everybody COVID on purpose. Oh,
1: gosh. They'd be the ones to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would. It would work.
0: I'd buy it. It'd be fun. Might as well oh, it's, have a little it's bit great. of fun with it. It's There'd great be a co- work, whole bunch but... of people crying about it, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It'd be great heel work, but, man,
0: the internet would blow up about it. But that's the best heel work, right? I mean, Donald that Trump, is. top heel of all of wrestling history.
1: Uh, I hate
0: that I have to say that.
1: We'll <laughs> I don't know. Vince McMahon may be higher. We'll see. We'll see when all is said and done. Well, Pacey, AEW aren't the only people to, uh, to, to be affected by this COVID crap that is currently castrating the competitors. Like. Days after she was announced as one of the competitors at Josh Burnett's Bloodsport, Diana Prazo took to Twitter to announce she won't be making the trip to the collective slate of events. After all, the virtuosa assures fans that her decision is just a preemptive one and that she's focused on minimizing risks and staying healthy, leading into bound for glory. Finally, Sorry. somebody who thinks, holy yes. shit.
0: Big Parrazzo shows matter
1: exactly. Praza will defend her impact wrestling knockouts championship against Kylie Ray at bound for glory on October 24th. Josh Barnett's blood sport is still scheduled to go on as planned on October 11th, which is also going to feature uh, Simon Grimm on there. That's nice. the only one I can think of now. I know there's a few,
0: I haven't heard that name in a while, right? I don't know what he's been up to.
1: We've <laughs> been hanging out with Josh Barnett.
0: There's also been recent COVID-19 outbreak where else, Fat Mac? But NXT. Of course. And the WWE Performance Center, where I am certain they have a science lab where they're just creating this virus and putting it out. (laughs) Which has led to changes on Wednesday's TV show. You know, the one that's rushing towards this hastily (laughs) built NXT takeover. Uh, As a result, there was no training in Florida on Thursday. And there's no word yet on when training will resume. Well training should probably stop if you're gonna to continue to record NXT there. Right. Right? Minimize that shit. Sorry, your training, you're not priority, go home.
1: No. Go go find yourself a gym that'll let you in, go do your your uh in home gym stuff, go do push ups and run around the block. Stay out stay out of the PC. Yeah. It is not PC to go to the PC
0: and NXT. Uh <laughs> <sighs>
1: Several the, worst sources... is, the worst part is how it happened, Pasty. Go ahead and let him know.
0: All right. Several sources state that this outbreak started after an NXT wrestler threw a party that other trainees attended. Oh, you dumbasses. God, who you want to speculate that is? I think it was Dream.
1: I'm thinking it was a private party. That's not an NXT uh, wrestler. Okay, then what's the other one, uh, but, Montavious?
0: But, but but they're not on NXT anymore either. Oh,
1: they could still be down in Florida. They ain't going anywhere. <laughs> it just says that they had a party. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck's on NXT anymore. I haven't seen it forever. It used to be over. Now it's just another fucking WWE show.
0: Oh well, NXT's full bad? of young up and comers like Finn Balor and and uh, Charlotte Flair.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that sad? It used to be that it used <laughs> to be I looked forward to NXT every week and now it's just another WWE show that I'm like I'll read what happens and watch the pay per view. So sad and so sad that uh, folks are still treating this so nilly willy that they're just throwing parties and spreading it around.
0: Yeah, I haven't been to any parties.
1: Well, party hardy, pasty, because rumors had Chelsea Green being set for a WWE main roster debut months ago. It appears, though, she has been sidelined with COVID-19 as well. Green posted to Facebook that she is feeling better after having dealt with a positive COVID-19 case. Now, to be fair, it's not clear if Green's positive COVID-19 case is related to the recent outbreak at all in the Performance Center, as she's been out of action for quite some time now, months. So... Who knows? She didn't specify when she got it and when she was over it, but she got it sometime.
0: Huh. It's a lot of COVID news in wrestling alone this week.
1: And that's just in wrestling. There's a lot all over.
0: Oof. We'll, we'll see first, how um... all this affects WWE's Clash of Champions Gold Rush.
1: I wish they'd I wish they'd call it Gold Rush Edition. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, it's a video yeah. game or something. Right. Clash of Champions Gold Rush Edition.
0: You got to pay a premium for it. It's not <laughs> the standard edition of the game. It's got DLC. Right. Uh, I just think it's funny they're still going with like this this pirate theme kind of you know I mean Gold Rush isn't really pirate but it still harkens back to a time. And it falls. does it, the line it with the back to the theme old of WrestleMania? West? I just think what are they just gonna do like pirate themed like swashbuckler shit for the entire run of, of uh of Drew McIntyre?
1: Well they're all they're I mean, they're just staying in Florida basically, so what the hell.
0: I think Vince gave Drew McIntyre a pirate gimmick and Drew's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll do it and then he just goes out and bees himself. <laughs> and, and then Vince is like, that's a good pirate gimmick. And Drew's like, Yeah, Vince <laughs>
1: To be fair though, when I think of Gold Rush, I think of the old West. I don't Yeah, yeah,
0: no, ones. I get that. I get that. But like but, you know. those those times kind of bled into each other.
1: Yeah, they yeah, they did.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what have we got going on here, Pasty?
0: Oh well. We're we're gonna call this pay per view that is super predictable and and doesn't seem like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, kicking off with the pre show with the wah, rah 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 women's championship, seeing Asuka re- defending her gold against manager Zelina Vega. This was supposed to be somebody else entirely, and then Zelina Selena just replaced them. I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it was... Uh, was it another COVID thing or was it one of the injuries? I don't remember.
0: I don't remember entirely. I just think there it's is. weird because Zelina hasn't done a lot of wrestling since she's been on main roster.
1: Not in WWE, although she is a pretty solid wrestler.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But it just goes to show WWE, <laughs> you know, wins and losses don't matter. You want that title championship. Right. Uh, um, This is probably going to be a good match And it shouldn't be on the pre-show And I bet if the fans all took to Twitter And bitched about it It wouldn't get moved Because this is WWE um, God, I think Asuka's probably winning this one
1: Yeah Pre-show doesn't matter. Although they can always change it up, but this, yeah, this almost looks like it might be the second best match on the card, maybe best match on the card. Although they're probably going to give it seven minutes on the pre-show, so it could be better than it's gonna be. I'm going with Oscar, though. Like you said, they're not they're not giving it to Selena Vega. She's just a stand-in, and she's not. Yeah, a, she's not even a second tier wrestler <laughs> right now in WWE. Mm. So. Uh, next up, we got the United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley defending his title against Apollo Crews. We just won it from... I'm going Bobby Lashley. I don't know why he'd lose it so soon. Although, I would love to see Crews beat Lashley in, in, without any questions. Just straight up beat him. Yeah. <clears throat> in the middle of the ring.
0: That would be really cool. I just... They finally put gold on Lashley. I don't see that take take... Them taking it off of him this soon.
1: No, me neither.
0: Yeah. So that brings us to the Women's Tag Championship match. Seeing Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defend their newly found gold against Riot Squad, or as I like to call them, Riot Squad Light, because they don't ri- even talk about the fact they're missing a member. uh Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Yeah,
1: um, that's who you're picking? No. Oh, that's, you're just saying their name and then pausing. Yeah,
0: I was just waiting to see if you had anything to say. About the Riot Squad? Not not quite.
1: <laughs> not quite. I don't yeah. have a lot to say about this whole fucking pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Yeah. Baby. Not only have I not been following the shit leading up to it, it's just like nothing even is exciting me, really.
0: Uh. I don't know. I think Basler Jax are winning this. That's pretty.
1: That's. I'm going with uh, Shanna and Nia as well. I think they're not
0: losing to the right. Oh, read squad. it like you put it down.
1: Shayna Jaxler is gonna win it, baby. <laughs> then we got the SmackDown Tag Championships. They're up for grabs. Cesaro and Nakamura defending against Lucha House Party. Lucha, Lucha, Lucha.
0: Haven't seen them in action in a while. Definitely not on a pay-per-view in a minute. Right. Um... Bleh. I mean, if this isn't obvious, I don't know what is. What is? Uh, I don't
1: know. I'm going to go with uh, Cesaro Shinsuke Nakamura.
0: Yes, that's right. Cesaro Antonio Mura.
1: Are they still in the, uh,
0: the artist tangent Collective. or whatever they called it? There you go. I think zane wanted them to be but they're like no we're doing our own thing now they're just called the artists i guess is that what it is yeah i want to see them put cesaro in one of those funny little french hats and like a striped black and white shirt give him <laughs> a pink palette an artist. a little pink ascot right
1: yeah i just i i think it's a that was such a weird collection of three people like three entirely
0: super talented, talented individuals. people yeah. Yeah.
1: But they they really have nothing in common. And sometimes that works. You looked at uh Cesaro and Seamus and I thought that was going to be the shits. And that turned out to be awesome. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But you know, you, th- you can only do that so many times more often than not. It just isn't going to work.
0: Huh? Hmm. Then we have the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line, seeing the Street Profits defending their gold against Andrade and Angel Garza for possibly the 60th time. <laughs> it's been Street Profits' entire title run is versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I think so. It's really ridiculous, and so I don't. I don't really see it changing. <laughs> so Street Profits, baby.
1: Well, like you said, they've uh, they've faced them one million times, and I figure, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So, God, this—they don't get it now. Just just send them back to NXT or or the two hundred five—that's still a thing, isn't it? I read somewhere that's like some like results of yeah, two hundred five live like, is still shit. yeah,
0: it's still a thing. That's a thing. Yep.
1: remember when we were all hyped for it?
0: it sucks. <laughs> um, I think I watched I'm, like three weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pick Andrade and, and Garza. I'm, I'm gonna take them to get it. They, again, if they don't get it now, just just get rid of them. Just get rid of them. Send them somewhere they yeah. can do something. They're talented. They're both super talented. And with Andrade banging uh, Charlotte, you know, you'd think
0: she ain't know. around right now, and that's probably why they're not doing anything with them.
1: She's NXT in it, baby.
0: She ain't even doing anything there, as far as I know.
1: I and mean, she's just babying. She it, did baby. that
0: championship run on NXT. Then she came back to the main roster, and then she went away again.
1: Prob, you know, probably in all honesty, just staying away and trying to stay healthy. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. She probably spends time with her dad, and her dad has a lot of health issues. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock her for that. It'd probably be the one thing I think that she ever did good. <laughs> Um, moving on to the women of WWE, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey taking on Nikki Cross. Now, I will say here that it's been noted that both Bailey and Sasha Banks recorded their uh, skit for this week's, whatever, SmackDown apparently they're on, uh, in the Performance Center. Now, I don't know how long ago they recorded it or if they actually recorded it there or not. But if they did, it's a possibility that both Bailey and Sasha won't be able to make it to the show, so I'm not sure what would happen with this match. That
0: being said... It would probably be Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss at that point.
1: Yeah. That being said, I'm just going to pick Bailey to keep it. I don't see Nikki Cross beating Bailey Now if it gets switched up, it gets switched up. Who knows? But uh, I'm going Bailey.
0: Yeah, I'm going Bailey. Um it's not nikki cross's time. Uh yeah. 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 And and then also the the whole let's build this Bailey Banks thing tellmania doesn't work without a championship. It doesn't work the way everybody wants it to anyway.
1: Right, right. It it won't work as well probably.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. And then That brings us to the Intercontinental Championship three-way ladder match, which I'm super stoked on. Jeff Hardy's defending his gold against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. This This could be an amazing match, yeah. uh, Jeff can just kind of take it easy, you know, for the most part. Have his couple of big spots, but other than that, don't pull Matt Hardy.
1: Yeah, don't don't let him on
0: a scissor lift. <laughs>
1: Not make that be
0: part of the damn
1: match. We don't need a scissor lift spot.
0: It's AJ Styles doing a Canadian destroyer off the scissor lift on Jeff Hardy. Oh, I could see it. On to bare concrete.
1: <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. This 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 has the potential to easily be the best match and has the potential to be one of the better ladder matches in the history of the promotion although all three of these guys are kind of past their prime when it comes to really high flying and, and hardcore kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'll see how they we'll see how they play it, you know, that they're all capable of busting it out when when it's worth it. Is Clash of Champions worth it? I don't know.
0: I mean, you need something to make people talk about it in the future. You know what I mean? I feel like this is probably that match. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised it's not either main eventing or kicking it off. Just because. I guess it's an IC match, so it couldn't main event. I mean, it in could. In Vince's eyes. In Vince's eyes. If they're
1: smart, this will be the, the first match of the night.
0: Yeah. Set that pace. Although, I don't know the rest of the night. Keep up with it. I guess we'll see.
1: They probably can't, but then, you know, people can watch this match and tune out.
0: <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm going with the rightful Intercontinental Champion, Sammy Zayn. He just left for health reasons, and WWE said he wasn't going to lose his place. It's not right that they took his championship and gave it to somebody else, let alone an old man like Jeff Hardy. Sami Zayn, all day, baby.
1: Old man Hardy. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know what, I'm going with, I, I feel bad because I only have so far one person losing their title. But I, I'm i going to have to go with Hardy. I don't think, I think it's an easy way to protect him and not, you know, the AJ and Sami Zayn can bust themselves up real good and Hardy can take advantage of it at the end of the day and grab it the thing that worries me is Hardy's known for taking a big risk and then selling it until the end. And then somebody, you know, wins it while he's lying on the ground, that
0: horrible elimination chamber spot where he swung on the top and then like face planted. Yeah. So it'll be,
1: so I'm going to stick with Jeff Hardy. Although I could really see either of these three winning it to be honest, but yeah, I think they're, I think they're trying to, it might have been part of Jeff re-signing. It'd be like, "Hey, I get my theme music number one. Get my theme music.
0: <laughs> I get to do Willow. And I keep the title.
1: <laughs> yeah, Willow. Don't forget Willow."
0: So I'm See, I think go he that. has to—he has to lose the title to get Willow, though, doesn't he? He has to break. He can't just so. be like, "Oh, I've retained my championship." What? Jeff Hardy's evolving.
1: No, I would agree. I think I think he can't. He needs to lose the title to, to Willow himself.
0: That and I think I got a pretty good standpoint saying Sami Zayn never lost it, and WWE said that they weren't going to lose their place. Roman Reigns came back and got his championship back. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is Sami Zayn ain't Roman Reigns. Okay, he's better. <laughs> he, he, is, he is, but not if he asks. Dude, I want to see. The I want to see
0: dueling heel promos between Sami Zayn and MJF. Please,
1: that would be fun. That would. Be good fun. God.
0: Mm, I don't think you could get better. I don't think you could have a better combination of promos.
1: That would be great. I'd love it. Uh, I'd listen to it. I'd like to see... Uh, just
0: I'd like have to them see, do a podcast together where they just hate each other.
1: I'd like to see Sonny Kiss and Sami Zayn versus uh, MJF and, uh, and, and, and um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen, baby. Although now that I said that, I'm confusing Joey Janela with MJF because I was thinking of Joey Janella and Sonny Kiss. So that really made very little sense. <laughs> Just like this pay-per-view. Woo-hoo! See that segue I did there, Pacey?
0: Good segue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on, we got a Universal Championship match. Uh, good storytelling for this one, at yeah. least, I think. I mean, I haven't been following along, but I like the fact you got Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against his cousin, Jey Uso. I mean, it's. I mean, we all know who's winning. Roman Reigns ain't dropping the title this soon, and it definitely isn't going to be to Jay Uso. Uh-huh. But I think these two being so close and everything, and, and Jay really wanting to put on a show, this this could surprise me and become an actual really good match, maybe a great match.
0: Dude, the Usos, just like Sheamus and Cesaro, have been part of some of the best tag team matches in WWE of the last decade, if not twenty years.
1: Right. Uh, I think but Jay Uso... Is-
0: can he go on his own?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Is he going to be a Bully Ray or is he going to be a Devon? you know? <laughs> I mean, hey, it is what it is.
0: I hope they're both Bully Rays, just saying.
1: <laughs> um, so with that means I'm, that I'm going Roman Reigns. It's obvious, but hello.
0: Yeah, hello. yeah. It's definitely obvious. I love the story they've built up, you know, they've been tagging together. Jay Uso's been doing Roman Reigns heavy work and Reigns the guy kinda got to sit back, but at the same time he's developing this animosity like, hey Jay's pretty good. No, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna take him down to the pay per view. Uh, this is this is gonna be great. I love it. I, I hope I hope this is still Even through this match, I hope they can come together and be the bloodline, because that's something everybody's wanted for a long time, even if they didn't get heel Roman, you know. Heel Roman with heel Usos and Paul Heyman will be amazing. Should be good, I would think. Plus, then I think Roman has a strong chance of not even losing to Brock when Brock comes back and Heyman turns on him. You know what I mean? Because he's got the bloodline, so there's three of them, and... Maybe he can just swap Brock away the first time and be done with it. That'd be cool. Get him out of the universal picture altogether.
1: That that actually would be kind of cool. I worry, though, I think that Roman Reigns, well, I, you never know because it's The Rock, but The Rock recently said he'd love to put Roman Reigns over at WrestleMania. If he goes to WrestleMania, I, I don't see him and Rock for the championship. I don't see the champion because you don't need the championship for that. You know, you don't unless need that you guy.
0: want to do it two years in a row and have The Rock cut some promos over the next twelve months.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you could do that. You know, it, it would be also that.
0: by that time. I, I think Jimmy and Jay would be on The Rock's side. You know, Roman's gone too far off the rails, and they can't back him up anymore. And so right. The Rock comes in to try to rein Roman in.
1: It would be kinda of cool to see um when when Heyman turns on Reigns and if they have the bloodline. What if what like if it's a,
0: during or after that match at Mania Against the Rock? Holy shit, and the Brock gets involved.
1: That could be interesting. But I'm just thinking what if you had like I don't I don't know if they'd have uh Sika. I don't know if they'd do that, but you could have uh Rikishi as a manager. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? I think I, I would prefer Sika, but you know, I don't think I enough think you'd have to have as many meals, of the Samoan
0: then. dynasty at ringside as possible for the match.
1: <laughs> Just the whole Anoai family.
0: And then, and then Samoa Joe sitting like eight chairs away. <laughs> like... <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> be good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, this, this should be a good match and it'll be followed by an incredibly horrible match. That should probably open the show or go somewhere oh, yeah. in the middle of the card. Of course we're talking about pre-show. The <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's an ambulance match, folks, for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Where the fuck is Keith Lee? Where's Keith Lee? <laughs> yeah. Is he gonna join Retribution? Is that, is that gonna be a thing? Put put a big leather like ball gag in his mouth? Go
1: go. um, His name
0: is Flap Tits.
1: He could go all uh, Pulp Fiction on it, baby. (laughs) Or you could do, um, oh, what's his name from Mad Max? Uh, Humongous. He could be Humongous from Mad Max with the little. No, he should do. uh, He should do Sean Connery from Zardoz. Give him that outfit. I don't know if anybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) But go to your Google machine, folks, and look up zardoz and look at sean connery's fucking outfit i want to see keith lee in that so bad now (laughs) no i want to see that you know what before we we break this down we obviously have a little bit of time should we actually let's wait let's wait let's talk about uh this after this match i'm sorry i'm getting behind myself
0: okay who's gonna win randy orton
1: Uh, Randy Orton. I hate to say it because I love me some, some Drew Galloway, but they seem to really want to do something with Orton and I can see them giving him one more run. I'd say he's going to take
0: it back. You know what I mean? It's just give him another run with it. Why not?
1: Yeah. He deserves one more before he calls it quits and he's probably calling it quits in the next few years. You would think, but yeah, we're going Randy Orton. Um, I don't, have you heard anything about this being a cinematic thing or not? I haven't heard anything about it being a cinematic. I've heard
0: zero reports of anything cinematic with this event.
1: (sighs) They seem to be trying to do at least one every pay-per-view and this you would think would be the one, but I don't want it to be, but then again, I don't like ambulance matches to begin with, so I don't really want to see it at all. Isn't it weird like there's no
0: Strowman, there's no Fiend?
1: Not really, because they don't have titles.
0: I just I, I just feel like it's strange. I feel like this pay-per-view is missing a lot of main players that they usually have on their pay-per-views, which is probably a good thing. But well, yeah, it
1: is a C, you know, maybe a B-list pay-per-view, so I don't ever expect much from them. I don't expect much from their A-list pay-per-view. <laughs> a lot of times the B-list ones, C-list ones are way better. Well, Pasty, you and I have, like, all but one, maybe two different picks. Actually, I think just one and It's it? two. Yeah. Is it two? Oh, yeah, the tag team and the ladder match. Yeah. So, so we need to have a tiebreaker, Pasty, and with all this retribution crap going on, I think the tiebreaker should be, does retribution interfere in a match at the pay-per-view? But before we get into it, do we want to go into their, they made their debut on, or their re-debut or, or the unmasked, or they didn't really unmask because they have masked.
0: The, the group that's been wreaking havoc in WWE got hired by WWE and given masks. One of yeah. which looks like a paper snowflake my daughter cut out. <laughs> One looks like Bane, and they put it on Dijakovic, who, whose name isn't Dijakovic anymore. It's much simpler. T-Bar. T-Bar. The snowflake is Slapjack.
1: Slapjack.
0: Um, Mace was the third name,
1: and it's the guy, huh? Where's that Dio Madden? Shane Thorne or Dio Madden?
0: Shane Thorne is Slapjack, and Dio Madden is uh, Mace. Mace. Which is funny, because because of everything going on in the world, and, and the riots and protests, and then getting maced, and he's a black guy.
1: You know what, honestly, talking, um... Now that you say that, I guess hearing T-Bar and Slapjack, I assumed Mace like a like a spiked club.
0: That makes sense, I guess.
1: It goes with the theme. Although the women's names really don't <laughs> go with the theme, and I actually like them a funk of a lot better.
0: Do they have names now? Because from what I had heard, they had only announced three names.
1: Mia, Mia Yim is Reckoning, and Mercedes Martinez is Retaliation. And those work, yeah, I that works, especially as a tag team. Our, yeah, they're retribution, and reckoning and retaliation are different You know, synonyms for retribution, or homonyms, or hemonyms.
0: Why couldn't they make our names for everybody?
1: Or at least things that have to do with
0: retribution. Yeah.
1: And T-Bar, of all things. Like, I get it, Mace is a weapon, Slapjack is a weapon. T bar is just basically something you do in construction. You know, I mean, I guess that's all I know of. It's
0: are they? Is that like a crowbar? That's I've been confused about this the whole time. Like, what the fuck is a T bar? Because a crowbar is more like a J. So, wouldn't he be J bar? Right. The, fuck the is only T bar.
1: The, the only T bars I know. The first one that I think of is a uh, is a T Allen wrench. I've just always called them T bars. You know, give me a T bar this <laughs> side.
0: Allen wrench. But, that should um, be his name.
1: You know, the, a T-bar you also use in construction. It's kind of, I mean, it could be, I mean, it would hurt if you hit people with it, but it's it's used for, like, uh, poles and fences. It's basically just a, a T-shaped bar with a flat metal plate at the bottom that you, that you just slam down on the ground. So, uh, I prefer rebar. Rebar would be better. <laughs> at least rebar is a common weapon. Yeah, and he's and it's all caps too. It's like, is it an acronym? Hmm. I don't. know.
0: Who Weird names. Knows?
1: I didn't think I didn't think the promo was bad. <laughs> I, well, people made it sound like it was awful. I didn't think it was awful. Mia Yim looked badass in her mask. I'll say that. The only thing is, when she was talking, it kept like trying to fall off, and then it kept interfering with the microphones, so she'd muffle out every now and then. So they kind of got to work on the masks, but whether the masks look cool or silly or what you think about them. It's smart marketing from WWE right now where everybody is wearing masks to have these and have everyone different because throw them up on WWE shop and you're going to make bank.
0: After that segment, everybody's going to run to WWE shop to buy their shitty masks. We all seen (laughs) what the fiend masks look like. Nothing like they do on him.
1: So it'll be I don't know. I think it's weird that they announced they gave them contracts. And then the one announced, he said, now that they have contracts, they can do anything they want and go anywhere they want. <laughs> Isn't that the exact opposite? If you have contracts,
0: right. don't you have to follow the rules? They can't even have Twitch accounts. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: they can't even have Twitch accounts. Son of a bitch. But it's interesting. They're doing something. I give them credit for doing something. I mean... Let's be honest. This isn't starting out any worse than the Dark Order started out.
0: No, yeah, uh, yeah. I did think it was. Weird you gotta stop there's... giving Dijakovic the the microphone, though. He's not yes. your guy to be talking. You should probably have Mia Yim talk if anybody's Just gonna talk.
1: Let her or Dio most...
0: Madden, who you know was an announcer,
1: right? Who's <laughs> got the voice? And uh, and I think it's weird that they're still, even now that they got all this, they're still having like twenty indie wrestlers or whatever come ringside dressed in all black and having black hoods and masks covering them. Let's just have the core group of five.
0: I think so, but I do think they're going to dark order it where there's going to be a leader that comes along later.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them adding to it also. I just don't like the, the faceless goons that come out of nowhere because they should just always be there then. That should, you know.
0: It's and... funny to know that WWE seize the dark order you know what i mean like aew is one thing but when you you're actually looking at their gimmicks and stables and characters and you're like yeah we gotta replicate that yeah that's that's funny
1: it's interesting it's like i said it's something different i guess WWE's always done best when they copy other people's ideas, let's be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, DX was NWO, Vince McMahon turning heel after Eric Bischoff turned heel. You had um, Attitude Era was just ECW lite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They've always just borrowed, borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. Which is fine. Everybody does it. Everybody in wrestling does it. But...
0: It is funny because Retribution looks like a big-budget Dark Order, but they feel like your dollar store Dark Order. I don't know. <laughs> That's – I like that feeling. I don't know. I'm an AEW guy, though.
1: Right. I'm still on the fence about that because Dark Order did start out so shitty. So I'm still on the fence of which, you know, I don't know. I'm and sorry. Dark been- Order has
0: John Silver, and John Silver is probably – my favorite personality in that company.
1: I just haven't really seen much of the Dark Order since Brody Lee came there, so I don't really have much to much to you, base it on really. You kinda you have
0: know? to watch Being the Elite to get a lot of like the the lore and backstory of them and just see how they are.
1: Yeah, but see I come back to I don't like that they do that. I, I get it. I think you but... shouldn't have to watch, you know, or at least recap new, it on the show. show. Yeah. Or just, like, or have Being the Elite kind of be your, uh, like, superstars. Or, you know, they used to have recap shows back in the day of what happened. Have mm. it be that, and have them do little skits in between or something that don't really don't really affect the storylines, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Being the Elite works. It's huge. They get tons of viewers on it, so I'm not one to dog on it. To me, I just don't like that they're asking me to go on YouTube and watch another half-hour show to know what's going on in their two-hour show. Followed by their one hour
0: show. I mean you don't have to do an extra You're just two hour show enjoy and... it as much as you do as compared to as how much I do. <laughs>
1: right. No, I, I get it. That's what I'm saying. It's it yeah. makes sense, but <laughs> no, I, I do believe I, I do agree though, John John Silver is a is a hell of a hell of a talent. And um, I think he'll do good there. I think he'll break out wow. from the dark order and be a good singles guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wonder if he's not going to be the thread that breaks the Dark Order up in the end, where where you see him squaring off with uh, Brody. Right. That would be cool. And I, w- be, I would love to see Brody throw him around.
1: <laughs> it'd be interesting. I'm trying to think. I think he didn't go to, I don't think he was in CZW till after Moxley left, but there might be something in there with him and Mox both being CZW guys, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, see I wasn't familiar with John Silver at all before AEW. But he's a guy I just want to hang out with. Like, let's get him on the podcast. He'd be fun as hell just to talk to.
1: Right. Oh, for sure. I agree. So Also,
0: Parallel oh, Universe, gotta see him versus Shorty G. Just
1: saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, go ahead, pasty. I'll
0: let you have it. <laughs> they could start a tag team called C L D, cute little dudes.
1: We got the cute little dudes. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, shit, that's about as good a note to sign off on as any, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Well, except we haven't gotten the tiebreaker in yet, so... Oh, shit, yeah. It would be nice to get that in before we sign off.
0: I guess we can do that.
1: (laughs) What do you want to go? I mean, Retribution, they're finally pushing them big, but they haven't appeared on any pay-per-views. It's kind of a flip of a coin, if you ask me. Right. Which makes it a great tiebreaker, I guess, but...
0: (sighs) I wonder if they don't interfere a whole bunch throughout the night randomly. But I don't really see any one particular match they would target.
1: Well, we're not being specific. We're just saying, do they interfere in the pay-per-view? You By the way, didn't? did I spell breaker right? Because it just looks bad.
0: Uh, I feel like it's right. No, you're missing it an portable. E. B-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ah, look at you. There yes. we go. That looks
1: much better. Look like bracker. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is bracker?
0: Now it just looks like breaker.
1: <laughs> it's better than bracker. I'll take a breaker over a bracker any day. That's a new tag team, Breaker and Bracker. The Breakers. The Breakers, Breaker and Bracker. <laughs> Sounds like some really stupid fucking NWA shit from the 70s or 80s.
0: That's that's the new faction, the side faction in The Retribution.
1: <laughs> right? The <breakers. laughs> Breaker and Bracker.
0: And it's just Authors of Pain.
1: That's their, or that's their new uh, Stu Grayson and an Evil Uno. <laughs> Breaker and Bracker. Breaker and Bracker. They could just get oh, Bunsen, and Bunsen and Beaker from The Muppets.
0: There you go. I was thinking Beaker the whole time we were going through that that, that new Muppet <laughs> show on Disney Plus pretty rad. You know what? It's it's pretty good. Actually,
1: I like the the, the setup of it. Yeah. Yep. The Swedish chef kills it every time for me. Oh fuck yeah. I could just How watch come he's the, the, the only Swedish one who gets shit? like a
0: segment on every show.
1: Cause he's the best. <laughs> Doesn't make Miss Piggy gets a segment on every show too. Yeah. She should Life's die. That's probably one of my least favorites, to be honest. Although I did like the slapping one, the very first one they did, where he just slapped the shit out of her. (laughs) That was kind of cute. Kind of fell off after that.
0: I haven't watched it all yet, but the one night I sat down, I watched more episodes than I intended on. So that's that's a good thing. (laughs) Probably better than this pay-per-view is going to be. For
1: sure, I'd watch. I'd watch three hours of the the Muppet Show on Disney Plus before I'd watch this
0: shit. Try to talk your kid into. Can we just watch the Muppets instead? He doesn't fucking like
1: it. He likes the Swedish <laughs> Chef ones. He'll sit and like just watch the Swedish Chef shit with me, but the rest of it he doesn't care for. I think it's more because it seems like it's childish. But I try to explain to him like the Muppets started out as like adult humor and risque yeah. and violent and it's like this stuff isn't as violent and risque, but it's still. Still it, good, it plays Jimbo. that
0: line really good, yeah. Um, that means you can watch with your kid.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the Muppets, Retribution, Interfere in the pay per view. pasty. what say you? I'm I'm giving you the pick. You're behind.
0: You know, it's easy money to say yes, but I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. They didn't at the last pay per view, when oh. I thought they would. I don't I mean, see any place for them to now. They just had their debut on Raw. Yeah, I mean,
1: like I said, to me, it's basically a flip of the coin. Part of me the says the only thing I can see is them
0: coming hard. in and ruining the IC match, and that would piss me off.
1: Are they um, are they Raw guys or are they SmackDown guys? It,
0: they're they're contained on Raw as of like three weeks ago. No,
1: no, no, no. These guys: Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn. Oh, that's why I asked because apparently Retribution is just a Raw group. Uh, now that they have contracts and they can do anything they want. They I see, I see
0: Championship as SmackDown because Lashley's okay. in Raw Underground a lot.
1: So it would be kind of odd for them to interfere in that one.
0: Not that but they not. But a pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, not that there's any fucking rules to this shit anyways, WWE.
0: Right. That, wouldn't that be funny if Retribution stopped going on SmackDown because they got signed?
1: <laughs> that would be good. Uh, they just caught every every pay per view. They attack SmackDown people, and they do a they do a, a promo one time where they're like, "We can't touch them on their show because we're we're contracted to Raw." But at pay per view, all bets are off.
0: Survivor ah. Series by Survivor Series, their heels or faces for Team Raw. Right, <laughs> we're gonna bring it home for Raw Vince. Don't you worry. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. Go get him, <laughs> slapjack.
1: I love it. Go out there and teabag him, T tea Bar. That should be his finishing move—the teabag. <laughs> T tea Bar hits him with the teabag. It's just like it's just uh, just like what Yoko Zuna or King Kong Bundy or them used to do, where they just sit on their chest. So it, like literally is teabagging them.
0: Yeah, Just,
1: or what about uh, 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 uh,
0: uh, Trish Stratus's corner move with the crotch in the face? You mean the Bronco mean Buster? The Bronco Buster from X Pac? Yeah, there you go. Trish <laughs> did it though. better with less yeast infection.
1: I, I don't know, man. X Pac, he went all out, man. He's ripped his anus open more than one time <laughs> in that move. To me, that's putting your everything into it. You gotta give a man credit when he rips his anus for your, just for your applause, Pasty. He only
0: ripped his anus because of all the drugs he had up there at the time.
1: Well, that happens. You can't blame him. You really can't blame him. (laughs) All right, Retribution Interfere. Pasty says no, I say yes. That's a tiebreaker. It'll probably come down to the tiebreaker. I wouldn't be surprised. It should.
0: I wasn't even fighting it. I'm like, I should make some risky choices here. And I'm like, no. Cause it doesn't yeah. make sense. No, Riot squad is not going to beat Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Like there's so much of it has to fall one way. It just seems
1: so weird that there's going to be so few titles. No, not really, I guess. Can't have them all change titles and you could, I wouldn't want it to be 50, 50. That's just goofy. So we'll see what happens in all honesty. Uh, Before we go, all I want to say is uh, rest in power. Road Warrior Animal, Joe Laurinaitis. We miss you, my friend. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go put on some Road Warrior matches from the old NWA.
0: You do that. Uh, With that being said, this has been Beef 6 Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and join us next week as we break down the results from this fantastic pay-per-view we're about to watch
1: and preview a fantastic NXT takeover coming up.
0: Yes. Justice for Brianna Taylor.